Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast you really don't want to miss. I'm Suzanne Harris, and today you're going to get a sneak peek behind the scenes at what it's like to be an author. You'll hear the backstory behind their book, who or what inspired them, where their ideas came from, maybe even, who knows, something about a new project. You might even find out something you didn't know you were going to find out. If you want to know more about the person and their work, we'll tell you where to find them on social media. Joining me today is Dr. E. Stan Lenard. Dr. Lenard is here to talk about two companion books, Nerve Endings of the Soul, Interactions Between the Mind of God and the Mind of Man Through Neural Synaptic Networks, and The Boundless Love of God. A Holy Spirit Story. Dr. Lenard holds an M.D. as well as an S.C.D. His Doctor of Medicine was awarded at the University of Texas Southwestern Medical School in Dallas, Texas. He received a Doctor of Science in Surgery degree through the University of Cincinnati School of Medicine. Dr. Lenard is a retired general surgeon, and he's a certified Christian apologist. Dr. Lenard, your books are fascinating. You have so much to talk about today. Welcome to Books on Air. It's such a pleasure. Thank you so much. <clears throat> I'm very honored that I'm here, and I look forward to where we go from here in our discussion. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. I think the first thing that we need to do, I want to talk about you just a little, and then I want us to talk about the books. I think we need to define a term. Please define Christian apologist for the listeners. Yes, that's a very important question um, because I'm not apologizing for being a Christian. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I am a Christian. Uh, been saved by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the grace of God through His Son Jesus Christ, which I address in my books, website, and blogs <laughs> rather extensively. The apologist part is to give reason for your hope, to give reason for why you believe something or do something, is, is to give explanation. Um, so as a Christian apologist, <clears throat> it's my charge to try to teach, to share what I have learned and what I, you know, about my faith, about my studies, my research in this instance, so to the benefit of the listener or the reader, you know, to, to give an explanation. So um, I've done this for the last, oh my goodness, over 25 years with the interdenominational um, ministry, Reasons to Believe, this based in Covina, California. <clears throat> Pardon me, I began my association with the ministry in 1987 and served with that ministry even to this day, but I've served in several capacities with that ministry. I've 11 years of online teaching of our courses offered through our educational arm of the ministry, which is interdenominational, by the way. I've also served on their board of directors. I was its chairman for four years. But also because of the resources of the ministry and because of my background in academic medicine and surgery, where I've written 
peer, uh, articles for peer-reviewed journals. You see, I I had an opportunity to kind of direct my interest into the research that we're going to talk about uh, today. And um, so as an apologist, I've been able through that ministry and independently to present what I've learned to give reason for my hope in Jesus Christ. What was the original question that you had that led you to your research and that led to the origins of the philosophies that you create in the books? That's a very, very key question. I was raised in Texas and uh, in the Methodist denomination, Southern Methodist denomination. And we always cited the, or recited the Apostles' Creed in our church services. And in that creed, uh, the Holy Spirit is mentioned. But I was never taught from the pulpit or in, you know, Sunday schools about the Holy Spirit. It, it just wasn't a topic, a person. Holy Spirit is a person. It was never addressed. It was never explained. And so I carried well into my adulthood this thirst to to know about the Holy Spirit. And along the way, I met the woman who's my wife now and has been for 35 years, who grew up in a different denomination that was very much into the Holy Spirit and teaching the Holy Spirit. And when we met, we began to talk about the Holy Spirit. And this woman just lit a fire <laughs> in my belly, so to speak, to to start studying the Holy Spirit. And so here we are, 20 plus years later, after extensive research, which was initiated through my association with Reasons to Believe and carried on to the present time, to to learn about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit, as a person interacts with human beings. And so that's that's what I've been studying and writing about for the last 20 years. The books are fascinating. They really are fascinating. Let's give an overview of the philosophy that you have coalesced that is consistent in both of the books. Okay. It's really my vision that people will come to believe in the triune God of the Bible and understand the reality that the Holy Spirit is part of this triune, triunity of our Creator God, that the Holy Spirit is personal, that we should have a loving, personal communion with him he provides help and counsel because when in repentance we are by god's grace through the, through jesus christ we are now have a an indwelling restored into the human spirit and soul and this provides counsel to us help help to us, guidance to us, you see. And so <clears throat> the whole objective of my writing 
carried forward now in my website and his blogs is to make this reality available, knowable and available to people. So <clears throat> I, I, I go into considerable detail discussing what's called dualist interactionism. It's a two-way street, a two-way communion. People know that they can pray to God, they can pray to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, but they don't understand that we can also hear from. And so in, from God through the Holy Spirit that indwells us in repentance, you see. So I, I have spent all these years of studying the how of, of that process, H-O-W, the how. How might that work? Not that human beings in our space-time could ever completely understand it, but I believe through these years of study, I've begun to have an understanding of how that happens, and I'm trying to, uh, uh, my objective is to share that with people so that they'll know that the Holy Spirit is real, the Holy Spirit is personal, and that they'll have a thirst, like I had, to know the Holy Spirit personally, because <laughs> He loves us. He has a boundless love, which is behind the title of my second book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, you have done copious research. I mean, there is scientific basis that you discuss in your philosophies and in the books. And you mentioned uh, a Nobel laureate, the philosophy or the, the theory of, of John, I believe it's John mm -hmm. Eccles, who was a Nobel laureate. Yes. Would you expound on that a little? Absolutely. Because it's very important to touch on the reality of the science of this dualist interaction. This interaction works through the neural synapse of our nervous system, of our brains. And John C. Eccles was a Nobel laureate, a neuroscientist, <clears throat> who I was told by one of his former students who happened to be my neuroanatomy professor in medical school in Dallas. Wow. He said, John Eccles was a man of the spirit. And when um, my neuroanatomy professor told me that, it just, again, it charged my, char recharged me, my, my, my efforts in this research. And using the model for my study, the neural, the nerve, the neural synapse, which is really behind the title of my first book, Nerve Endings of the Soul. <clears throat> you see, the soul is our mind, our will, our emotions, our conscience. But all that is immaterial, and our minds are immaterial, as is the mind of God, who is spirit, you see. <clears throat> so man was created in the image of God. Likewise, man's mind has been created by God in his image. So it's an immaterial aspect of our being. But we depend upon our brains to talk, to raise our arms, to listen to music, to appreciate the beauty of a flower, you see. So that's interaction between what is immaterial and material. And the neural synapse 
is the so-called microsite that John Eccles, Professor Eccles, studied in his career. And so it's the model for my studies. And uh, in my books, both books actually, I go into considerable detail explaining how that works, how the synaptic networks of our brain work and how they interact with the the mind, the cognitive mind of man, you see. It's, it's rather complicated. <laughs> it is rather complicated, so, but it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. It, it's absolutely well, it's fascinating. fascinating. Yeah, it really is. Let, let me, let me, it's fascinating, but it is understandable if one just brings some curiosity and invest some study into it. And what we learn is that God has revealed himself not only through Scripture, but also through his creations, his general revelation, as, as well as his special revelation through Scripture, you see. And so one, a very important objective of the Reasons to Believe ministry and objective of, my, of myself in my writing is to show the concordance between properly interpreted scripture and good science, in this instance, neuroscience and information theory, quantum mechanics. So you see already it's, it gets rather technical, but it's a con- showing concordance between what God has created in in general revelation, in the world, and human beings, and our brains, but also what he created through his scripture, which he inspired through his writers, you see. So the key word here is concordance, that science and theology, properly interpreted, do not contradict each other. A lot of people, unfortunately, believe that they are in contradiction. But when properly evaluated and studied, you find that they really are complementary. They are in concordance. And I show that in my writings and my research. I'm so glad you said that. Now, the two books, The Boundless Love of God, A Holy Spirit Story, and Nerve Endings of the Soul, Interaction Between the Mind of God and the Mind of Man Through Neural Synaptic Networks. How are the two books companion pieces? Well, they really, the, the second book really spins off the first book. Remember, the, the, the whole focus of my research has been the Holy Spirit. So the primary objective in my first book is to explain that nerve ending of the soul, the synapse, the synaptic networks, and, and how that relates to our minds and ultimately to the mind of God, you see through the Holy Spirit. And so in the second book, I expand on the Holy Spirit, especially as it applied to Jesus Christ, the God-man that lived and taught 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ, you see. Well, he, the man part of Jesus Christ, the human part of human Christ, uh, of Jesus Christ, 
was indwelled by the Holy Spirit at his baptism by John the Baptist. I'll talk about that in the book. And Jesus repeatedly in Scripture, verse after verse in Scripture, kept pointing out to his listeners and to his disciples that all that he said, all that he taught was from his Father, God, you see, who indwelled him through God's Holy Spirit, you see. <clears throat> Pardon me. And so the the second book really goes into considerable detail about that relationship that Jesus had with God the Father through the Holy Spirit. And what happened when Jesus was crucified, carrying the sins of all mankind in history, in his body, in his human body, you see, when the Holy God turned his back on Jesus Christ on the cross, causing Jesus to cry out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because at that instant in time, you see, carrying evil, which God cannot abide, he lost that personal, intimate relationship, you see, because he was carrying our sin on himself. But he died and then resurrected. He rejoined the Father. His human spirit rejoined the Father, Holy Spirit, you see. And that is as it is today and will be for eternity. And that applies to our own lives, you see, as human beings on this earth in our space-time. And so the second book expands tremendously on that reality, that what we saw written in Scripture about Jesus Christ is applicable to human beings, that we can once again have the Holy Spirit indwell our repentant souls thanks to the sin sacrifice that Jesus Christ paid for us by the grace of God, so that we can live with God in the Holy... We can relate dualistically, let me say it that way, we can relate in a duality with God the Father, with Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, you see, in our time. But it will be a relationship that will go into eternity, that we will have life forever. Because theologically, spiritual, when, when you lose the spiritual relationship with God, that is what is meant scripturally by death. When Adam and Eve sinned, fell, they died spiritually, not physically. They lived quite a few years on physically, but they lost that indwelling, that personal intimacy with God because of their sin. And all mankind since that time lives in sin. But, but you see, we can be saved by the sin of sacrifice in our, um, that, that Jesus Christ paid for us so that we can have that Holy Spirit once again restored to us and indwell us in repentance and live the life according to the counsel and direction and guidance of the Holy Spirit. So that's what the, the second book really expands on. The first book explained that process, the how, and then the second book, the so what. <laughs> so what? 
well, this is what this this is the reality that we have off that, that that is offered to us by the grace of God through His Son Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. When you were writing the books, did you have a readership, an audience in mind who might be reading the books? Well. Yes and no. Yes, in the sense that my research and my writing is is a ministry. It's a ministry that began for me in 1987 when I became aware of Reasons to Believe and worked in that ministry even to this day in so many in so many different capacities. So it's a ministry, and it is my hope that what I've learned and, and share and sharing in my web blogs and in my books will be accessed by people, by seekers, as they're called in the church, people who are seeking answers to why they're here. What's their purpose in life? How do they relate to this God, you know, and who is God to see? So I'm trying to reach out to those people by whatever number it is. Um, I didn't write these books to make money, but they are available <laughs> for for people who want them, you know, and, and I hope that people will want them. Now, marketing-wise, it's, it's a relative, relatively niche market. You know, it's not a market that would reach millions and millions of people because it's a mystery or a love story. Well, it is a kind of love story, as a matter of fact, but, you know, a popular form of writing that you know thousands and millions of people want to will want to buy and read for fun this is an expression of theology and show how it's in concordance with good science so i can i can know that the number of people who will find interest in what i've learned and what i'm writing may not be in the Millions, but the number will be determined, let's face it, by God. Yeah, that's enough for me. (laughs) And at this point in time, I mean, so many people have suffered so much, and so many people are in pain, and they are searching for answers. And these books provide a very interesting perspective and a very interesting point of view. And let's tell our listeners where they can find the book. It is on Amazon. Both books are on Amazon. And if you've never used Amazon, I always say that just because I know there must be someone out there who's never bought anything from Amazon. So it's very simple. All you do is in the search box at the top of your computer, your browser, simply type in www.amazon.com and click on that. Now, when the home page comes up, there is a lot of, if you'll pardon the expression, stuff, and I'm doing air quotes. The thing to look for is a rather large search box. And in the search box, type one of the following. The first book's title is Nerve Endings of the Soul. Interaction between the mind of God and the mind of man through neural synaptic networks. Now, you may not remember all of that, so just remember 
nerve endings of the soul by e period stan s t a n lenard l e n n a r d if you're looking for the second book put in the boundless love of god a holy spirit story by e period stan s t a n Lenard, L-E-N-N-A-R-D. When you click on the title of the book and Dr. Lenard's name, it comes up and you'll see the book cover. And up in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see the words open here. So if you click on those two words that are on the upper right-hand corner of the representation of the cover, (coughs) the book opens electronically. And there's a wonderful excerpt from both books if you go to either book site, there's a wonderful excerpt. And you can buy the books in Kindle. You can buy it in paperback. I believe it's also available in hardback. Is that right, Dr. Lenard? Correct. <clears throat> yes, that's correct. You can buy them right there on that page. Now, you have a website that is amazing. I looked at your website. Let's tell our listeners what all is there. And then let's also tell them where else they can find the books. Well, the where else you can find the book would be uh, Barnes & Noble. And so the same directions you gave for accessing the books through Amazon apply also at Barnes & Noble. You can also access my books on my website because on my website, which is entitled Minds in Communion, because this is what it's all about, is our the restoration of our personal communion with our Creator and Savior, God, through Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you see. And so on my website, you'll see um, a general opening page. You'll see very products. You'll see a a section about, which... uh, talks about who I am (laughs) and what my research is all about, which is what we've been discussing for the last several minutes. And then you'll see blogs. And the purpose of the website is really from the blogs that I have been writing to expand on and extend on and extend the points I've made in my books, because any book becomes dated. You see, all the research and the references become dated. So my research continues, and so as I find more current neuroscience articles that relate to the Scripture, then I'll write a blog about that, you see, to expand on the content of my books. So uh, you can buy the books also through my website. The... um, the publishing company, I, I guess, you know, I should mention that is Westbow Press and Ex Libris. They're the two publishing companies that were involved in my books. Westbow for the first one and Ex Libris for the second one. Now you're also on LinkedIn. How could they find you Correct. on LinkedIn? Oh Go to link, <laughs> go to LinkedIn and write my name. Exactly, it's <laughs> that simple. <laughs> I think it'll, it'll direct you to me. To me, although I'm not, I'm, I'm I'm not really actively 
<clears throat> promoting my books or my blogs or website on LinkedIn. I'm just on LinkedIn for more personal reasons, very selected mem- membership. Um, I share very selectively with who I agree to, to link up with. This is the way, the way I want to say it. But um, I'm not really doing it to sell books through LinkedIn. But <clears throat> I do occasionally mention a, a, a blog or something on my, on my LinkedIn site. But primarily I do it through my blogs and my website. I think your website is just a treasure trove of information, and I love the fact that you continue to do research and that you update the information that's in the book through your blogs. I think that's so important. Now, our time is coming to an end, and we've been talking about some just fascinating ideas and philosophies in both books, and I wonder if when the reader closes the back cover of either or both book for the very last time. What do you want the reader to take away from the books? Thank you for that question, which is so important. God created man, Adam, Eve, man, mankind, to have communion, communion with man. You can call it dualist interactionism. You can call it communication. But the the key word is a personal, intimate communion with us. That's bi-directional. But by sin, that was lost. And by the boundless love of God, he gave his only begotten son's life for us to die for us and die for us in our place because of our sin so that we can have restored that intimate communion, that personal communion indwelling us as the Holy Spirit. And that's what we've been talking about. Well, in, in 1050 AD, a Jewish poet, um, excuse me, let me, I'm going to read a little blurb to you. A Jewish poet wrote this. He said, Could we with ink the ocean fill, and were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. So you see, when you close these books, I want the reader or the blogger (laughs) to understand the boundless love of God for us, what he has done so that we can commune with him especially in these very troubled times that we're in. This has been such a pleasure, Dr. Lennard. Thank you so much 
for sharing your ministry and your philosophy with our listeners. It's just been so interesting to talk with you. Thank you for being our guest on Books on Air. And thank you. I'm I'm blessed and I'm honored. Thank you so much. Remember, you can find both Nerve Endings of the Soul, Interaction Between the Mind of God and the Mind of Man Through Neural Synaptic Networks, and The Boundless Love of God, A Holy Spirit Story, both by Dr. E. Stan Lennard on Amazon. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I hope you'll join me for the next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. I'd like to thank you so very much for listening.